0: From WNYC, this is Money Talking, I'm Charlie Herman. Three months after Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico, the Commonwealth is still struggling to restore power and provide fresh water to all its residents. Conditions have forced thousands of them to leave the island for the mainland in search of better opportunities. The storm hit after years of economic hardship and a record $74 billion bankruptcy. That is the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. Now it faces another challenge, the Republican tax plan, which could make the economic recovery on the island even more difficult. With me now to discuss the current state of Puerto Rico are Rebecca Spaulding, a reporter at Bloomberg, and Alana casanova Burgess, a producer at WNYC's On the Media. And both of you have spent time in Puerto Rico since the hurricane. Alana, tell me, what is it like right now for residents on the island?
1: There's really a divide between people who have generators and people who don't. And of the people who have generators, there are those who struggle mightily to keep them uh, replenished with gasoline. And to be able to afford them. And people who are fine and for whom things are a little bit back to normal. That's a really small, small minority of people. But just the idea of having a generator is central to the experience on the island.
0: Because the power has not been restored throughout the island. Exactly. So are people back working? Are businesses open?
1: No, a lot of businesses, tens of thousands of businesses are still closed. The ones that are open, if you don't have electricity, you have an enormous generator, which makes a lot of noise, which is extremely expensive, which has to be managed and handled all the time. So no, a lot of businesses are are still closed. People are out of work and they're getting more and more frustrated. As you mentioned, it's three months now. That's a lot of waiting.
0: So Rebecca, before the hurricane even hit Puerto Rico, it was going through some really difficult economic problems. What was the situation before the storm? And what's it like big picture now?
2: So Puerto Rico has been in a recession, even depression, for about 10 years. Um, It's been this long economic decline um, that culminated this year in its record-setting bankruptcy, where Puerto Rico has about $75 billion of outstanding debt. It has an additional $50 billion that it owes its pensioners, its public employees. So it's this massive debt load for such a, a small place. So the island had declared bankruptcy in May. That was being worked through the courts then Maria comes, devastates the island completely, and causes upwards of $90 billion, maybe even $100 billion in damage. So certainly it made what was already a very complicated situation worse.
0: So what's the situation, though, with all that debt and the people who own it fighting to try and get paid back? Have they been wiped out, or what's the status?
2: So since the storm, bond prices have really declined a lot. Part of that was that President Trump came out and said that he was going to wipe out the debt before his aides walked back those statements and said that actually it was going to be worked out in a court process. Um, but there's also been calls from uh, Senator Warren and Senator Sanders that there should be some form of debt relief. So I think all those things combined, as well as just the extent of the damage, has led to this massive decline in bond prices.
0: And these are the bonds that Puerto Rico has issued to help pay for everything on the island, basically. Back
2: when they first started, they got into a recession in 2006. They thought it was temporary. And they started issuing debt to close budget deficits, thinking we'll recover next year. Well, next year was 2008. And that really started this whole real downward financial spiral. financial crisis
0: starting exactly. the downward spiral. So, Alana, what I'm wondering is, is how will the island recover? I mean, is it to pay back the bond prices means collecting taxes, means an economy that's actually growing. But a lot of people, as I mentioned, have been leaving the island going in particular to places like Florida. The brain drain like that, where does that leave the island?
1: The <laughs> cat That's a huge concern, the shrinking tax base. You know, who's going to pay for all these essential services? Services which, as Rebecca mentioned, have already been cut back in recent years. Also, a lot of people are leaving who are younger. And so it's an island where there are entire towns of pensioners, people who are living on a fixed pension. There's also the tax bill in Washington, which includes a provision that considers Puerto Rico as a foreign country for the purposes of the tax plan. So there's a 12.5 percent tax which U.S. companies in Puerto Rico will have to pay.
0: So Rebecca, explain how does that actually affect the economic recovery on the island, this tax?
1: It's hard to understate
2: how devastating this could be. And the governor has really been out in front saying that, that this could really devastate the island at a time when it needs help the most. About a third of the economy is powered by the pharmaceutical industry alone, which is based there. And according to my sources, this tax on intangible income is really targeted at companies like pharmaceutical companies who aren't making widgets. They have these very valuable patents, these high-tech manufacturing. So they're really going to pay a lot under this plan. And why this hurts Puerto Rico, of course, is that these pharmaceutical companies are also the biggest taxpayers on the island now. So if they were to leave or shrink their operations there, the island's treasurer has said that it might lose up to a third of its income. Now, of course, no drug maker has said that they're going to leave yet. So far, we haven't heard anything on that. But certainly the governor and other local officials
0: are concerned. Do we have any sense as to why this provision would be put in there if it could hurt Puerto Rico so much?
2: the tax plan really hits at the central issue that's been playing out in Puerto Rico for a long time. Puerto Rico right now is considered foreign for U.S. tax purposes, but right now foreign income isn't taxed. So that's why Puerto Rico has been able to be this sort of haven for pharmaceutical companies, especially because they get to manufacture there. They don't pay U.S. taxes as long as they keep the cash offshore and they get the made in USA label. And of course, the jobs in Puerto Rico in turn are American jobs. These are U.S. citizens. The problem with this tax plan, that this was an America first tax plan, where it was really separating foreign and domestic. Well, no one really knows what Puerto Rico is. Uh, Many people on the island want it to be a state. Some people want the status quo as a U.S. territory. But it's kind of neither nor at this point, which is why it might have been forgotten about in this tax plan or neglected.
1: Yeah, I mean, the word that a lot of Puerto Ricans use to describe Their status is as a colony, not as a territory, not as a commonwealth, not as an associated free state or Estado Libre Asociado, which is how Puerto Ricans have referred to themselves now for decades since the 1950s. But really since the fiscal crisis and now with Hurricane Maria, a lot of people are starting to see their relationship with the U.S. as
0: colony. Rebecca, how is Puerto Rico going to get out of the, the mess that it's in right now?
2: Certainly the governor has wanted to be the face of this recovery, but unfortunately for him, Puerto Ricans have no vote in Congress. They have a non-voting member of Congress. So ultimately, for whatever help the governor is asking for, he's going to have to go through surrogates. And the problem is Puerto Rico has so many issues that politically it's unclear how much benefit any one politician can gain from taking up its problems. And we've seen that in the past. In the bankruptcy, Congress was very hesitant to pick it up. They passed a rescue legislation last year called PROMESA. But for the most part, people were happy to just kind of let Puerto Rico deal with it themselves.
0: Rebecca Spalding is a reporter at Bloomberg where she writes about Puerto Rico and its debt crisis. And Alana Casanova-Burgess is a producer at On the Media. And if you haven't checked it out already, their latest episode, After the Storm, is all about Puerto Rico. Thank you both for joining.
2: Thank
1: you. Thanks.
0: I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC.